Hello and welcome to the Everyday Adventure Podcast. My name is Nikki Bass and I will be bringing you thoughts and ideas and hopefully some inspiration on how to build more adventure into your everyday life. So I'm super excited today because I get to interview Kim Willis, who is the founder of the Heroine's Journey series, which is this wonderful project that I've had the privilege of being involved in on the fringes. But she's brought in, she basically brings together speakers, female speakers, all different backgrounds with lots of different stories who faced amazing challenges or you know, gone off and set up their own projects and just done really interesting, inspiring things. Each event has been completely different and unique. And it's been a really wonderful way of hearing from lots of different people who I might not necessarily have heard from. And it's grown, I think it was, it started a couple of years ago, back in 2018. And since has grown, the number of people who are involved is fantastic. And she's got plans to launch in New York later in the year. I think it's been slightly <laughs> suffered as a result of the situation we're in, but hopefully taking it international later. Um, Kim is a journalist and uh, writer um, and strategist. She's done all sorts of amazing things, worked for the Cabinet Office. She's written travel articles for The Guardian. She's written for British Airways. And it's a real, real pleasure to welcome her to the, the programme. So welcome, Kim. Great oh, to have you here. Nikki. What a, what a gorgeous introduction. <laughs> I'm normally the one introducing people, so it's very strange to have a, a lovely introduction um, on, on me. It's very odd, but thank you. <laughs> no, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, so I think one of, the, uh, one of the reasons I think we originally connected is because a few years ago, you started to take up adventures of your own, really, going out walking. You've been doing climbing, all sorts of really interesting things. So I'd really love to know what inspired you, whether you've always done adventures throughout your life, whether that's something that, that inspired you to get started, and I guess the journey that you've been on with that first. Yeah, well, I would say that I, throughout my life, I've been a fairly adventurous person in that I've always enjoyed taking on new challenges. I'm someone who really thrives on like the novelty of doing something new, but I would never have said up until, and even now, I would never say that I'm like a classic adventurer or an adventurous person. I think maybe I have this idea of an adventurer being someone who's like very physically fit physical fitness in particular like a core thing in my head uh, which I do not have and um and yeah someone who's taking on you know climbing you know ridiculous crags across I don't know Snowdonia or something I don't know I have a, an image of kind of an unattainable adventure in my head and I was definitely not that um but what I was was a couple of years ago I was just at a very difficult point in my life and was struggling with a number of areas of my life and was just finding that whenever I went outside, whenever I went for a walk, particularly a longer walk um, in nature, out in the fresh air, that the problems that I was having would slip away and my mind would clear and I would just always find myself feeling better for that experience. And so I think just the fact that I was finding the mental health benefits of getting out and going, just going for a walk so beneficial, just naturally meant I started to increasingly grow the length of time I was spending doing that kind of thing. And so what started out as, you know, going for a walk around my local park grew into, okay, well, maybe I can climb that mountain or maybe I can do that multi-day trek. 
Um, and so slowly but surely my comfort zone around adventure, I guess, you know, typical adventure started to grow. And yeah, that's kind of where, where I've been, what I've been doing ever since. I love it. I love hiking. I love being in the outdoors. I love the mountains. And I've really sort of fallen more deeply in love with nature and adventure just by doing more of it. That's amazing. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because I think you've touched on a couple of things there that sort of act as real barriers for people sometimes getting started. It's one, it's, firstly, it's that sort of idea we have in our head about ourselves and also about what that thing that person should look like whether it's an adventure and I know whoever I've spoken to whether it's running triathletes you know wild swimming you know that that sort of idea that there is a there is a certain type of person who does this and because I don't fit that own my own image of my head and what that should be maybe I don't describe myself as that but it's the activity that I really enjoy and I get something from mm. and I think then the other point you make about just taking really small steps that you start the thing that is manageable and that what motivates you to keep going is that you're getting the enjoyment from it and naturally you progress without almost without realizing it without design and that's really lovely and then when people come to your journey later on they go wow look at these incredible things you're doing but you're like but you don't know where I started I was just walking down my road yeah that's absolutely I had last year I was doing a climb climbing Snowden actually oh, no it wasn't Snowden it was up in the Lake District climbing Helvellyn and I put a post on Instagram saying you know oh we were thinking of maybe climbing Helvellyn tomorrow should we do it or not um, and one of my friends who's like a newer friend commented oh my god Kim I can't believe you do this every weekend what this is crazy <laughs> And it suddenly occurred to her, to me, that to her, I was like this adventurous person, mm. which was just hilarious to me because, and I really wasn't two years ago, really mm. wasn't. I mean, I still now struggle to run a kilometre without keeling over, honestly. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not a kind of classically fit, active person I go to a yoga class and I'm like right I think I'm gonna opt out at this point <laughs> this is good and, yeah. yeah but actually something about for me something about walking really seems to suit my body and it, and it makes me wonder whether actually you know all our bodies are very different mm. and maybe the kind of adventurous activity that works for one person would be very different to another person um you know I, I can't ever imagine doing a triathlon but you could set me off hiking and I'll be happy for about 15 miles you know mm. so no, totally. Finding that thing that really resonates with you and that I guess that also stops feeling like, although it's effort, doesn't feel like so much effort because it's something you want, that you're in getting something from too. I think it's so important. So my next question really is about the heroine's journey, which I talked about right at the beginning and which I know has been a huge adventure for you to embark on, <laughs> having been there sort of at the start of it and having this wonderful idea and thinking, how's this going to turn out? I'd love to know, where did the idea come from? So, well, as you described, the Heroines Journey is this speaker series where we try to be a platform for the extraordinary stories of women. And the idea, I think, it came to a number of areas, but the core thing was that I was at a point in my life, at the time I was about 36, 37, where I found myself wondering about what the next step was going to be for me in my life. I, I'd, I'd achieved quite a lot in my career. I had crossed quite a few milestones and I was looking forward at my, my life in the future and thinking, what, what is that going to be? Um, and what I was finding was I was really struggling to find the stories of other women who were embarking on new challenges and new journeys at that point in their life in particular um, and who were charting a path that might be slightly you know, different from the kind of traditional idea of what a woman's life should be. And that became a real... Well, two things. Firstly, that became a real point of sadness for me 
that mm-hmm. I really found that the absence of role models and the absence of this of a more diverse idea about what a woman's life could be was was for me personally really very difficult to get my head around. I found that it really contributed to a sense of my own feeling of just not knowing what to do next and not really knowing what my role was in the world. But it also really struck me that if I was feeling that way, probably I wouldn't be the only one. That, and, and that's usually always the case, you know, when we feel like something is really not right and um, sad or, or frustrates us, then the chances are there are many other people who feel very similarly. And so one day I was uh, with a friend, we were at an event, Guy was talking on stage and he was talking about his story, his journey, his like hero's journey, if you like. And the idea just came to me. I was like, well, I want to hear this story, but I want to hear it from a woman. I want to hear it from someone who looks like me. And so I yeah, came up with like, this idea. Originally, it was called Women in Adventure, Women, Women of Adventure, something like that. And then I really got much more into story storytelling uh, theory and practice and this concept of the heroine's journey just come, kept coming up again and again this idea that women's journeys through life are actually way more exciting and diverse than we ever give them you know often give them credit for and why not create a platform for that so it was really important to me that be a face-to-face platform because I think the other thing that I was finding is I was feeling a loss of sisterhood I think I think at that particular stage in life everyone is so busy in their worlds and in their homes and with the many many demands of living that I was just missing being around other women and hanging out and having a chat and having a laugh and I thought well you know if you can bring these two things together this platform for the extraordinary stories of women at the same time as just a place we can kind of get together and have a glass of wine and a laugh I would love that and there must be other people who would too yeah that's that's that was the beginning <laughs> awesome and I, and I do think actually one of the things that you have successfully created is the sense of community amongst these incredible stories which almost make you go wow that it's sort of <laughs> so up there with what some some of the people have achieved but at the same time it feels so accessible so I think that is truly extraordinary what I'd like to know really is what two things at the same time, because maybe they're interrelated or maybe not, but firstly, what's been the biggest challenge you've encountered in setting the series up? And also what's been the sort of unexpected benefit or pleasure or something that you've gone out of it that you never anticipated or envisaged when when it all first started? Mm. Well, I think the first thing to say is that when you embark on anything like this but you're creating it from scratch there are challenges all the way along the line and that's part of the journey and that's part of the joy Mm. joy of it I would think that one of the biggest moments of challenge for me with it actually was at the point of launching it at the point where I'd had the idea I had come up with the venue I'd got the speakers I think you and I had spoken about it Mm. and you know I kind of felt like there was a bit of a head of steam around it and it actually came to the point where I had to launch it and actually uh, share it with the world. And I personally found that so hugely challenging for whatever reason, when this idea was just mine and it was private and it was something I only talked to a few people about, that felt very safe. And at the point where it came to you know, launching the Instagram channel and putting the tickets out there and seeing if people liked it, felt incredibly vulnerable. Like it was a really exposing uh, moment that I hadn't, anticipated would be like that actually I just thought I'd press go and people would buy the tickets and it would all be fine actually what happened is I pressed go no one bought a ticket for a few days of course because people didn't know about it yet and I just found myself feeling this really intense sense of vulnerability and almost shame actually that I had put so much of myself into this idea and then all of a sudden oh my god what if it doesn't work 
And I think that thought of, oh God, what will people think Mm. of the thing I'm doing? And what if it fails? Like those two questions, I think, are some of the two of the biggest blockers on people making progress with a new idea. And in my case, I really had to sit myself down and once again, ask myself, why am I doing this? Why is it important to me? And what's the one next action I can take that will keep me moving forwards? And that in those times where I'm really struggling or finding it very challenging, really simplifying and bring it back to don't try and change the world, just make one tiny step forwards. And that's how I get through those challenges. And so to your point about, you know, high points, the the proof that that strategy works, the fact that day after day, there'd be another ticket sold and another ticket sold and then I'd promote it a bit more and some, someone else would come on board. And just the fact that action gets results has been a hugely powerful lesson for me because I think what it's taught me is not just you know, beyond heroin's journey, just in life, that if there's something I want to do, if there's a goal that seems quite big and scary, that if I just keep taking small steps towards it, I will start to get closer to it, even if it seems audacious initially. And I think that is just as a life lesson, that's just really good to know because that's how you get out of your comfort zone. So yeah, that would, uh, I think both the challenge and the benefit are as, as tends to always be the case, you know, it's a two-sided coin, isn't it? Yeah, so they're interlinked. And it is that's and it is such a wonderful lesson, I think, just that thing about the process as much as anything. I think what struck me is actually that story about the process of getting started is something that comes through so much in the stories that get told at your speaker series events as well. That often when people are talking about these amazing things they've achieved, the interesting part is is the story of actually how they've just put one foot in front of the other and re- and had to at some level trust that they're moving forward, even if they couldn't see the shape of where that was going holding on to an idea and and like you said but the real practical thing of actually all I need to do is take an extra step Mm, I think that's such a it's so interesting isn't it because we hear about these stories at the end of them when all the success has been achieved and it's like as you said it can sometimes seem a bit intimidating almost oh my god this person did this amazing thing and yet when you hear the real story of how it happened, mm. normally there's a good you know, months, years at the beginning where everything was not working and it was actually all very difficult. But all they had to do was just keep taking steps forward. And that, yeah, that's where success comes from. It's just perseverance sometimes. Totally. But the story is somewhere in the mess as well. Actually, the, it's, the, it's the wiggly lines and the, and the detours and, and, and the bits that you didn't expect to the bit that in a way ends up to be sometimes the most interesting part of the journey. So you've touched on it there anyway, but I'm just wondering if you had one piece of advice then, so somebody has an idea and they want to get started with it and they, um, they're sort of feeling overwhelmed, not really sure where to start, what piece of advice would you give them? Oh, it's, a really, it's a really good question. I think if, you, if you're someone who has an inkling already of the thing you want to do or the adventure you'd like to take on or you know, the idea you'd like to bring to fruition, I think my advice would be, well, first of all, it would be to say that 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 in and of itself is really significant. If you come up with an idea or you long for a particular type of venture, that's not nothing. Like that in itself is really something to be proud of and to celebrate um, and usually will speak to something really important about you. And so I think I think sometimes it's very easy to think, oh, everyone's had this idea before, everyone's mm. done this thing before, um, I'm not the first to it, or, you know, we easily talk ourselves out of the ideas that come to us. And I think my, my big bit of advice would be to say, just 
don't let that happen. You know, if you've come to a thought or come to an idea that has brought joy to you in some way or has made you a little bit excited or a little bit kind of even nervous, that's also good to honor that actually and to not allow yourself to push it away because for whatever litany of reasons you might do that but you know yeah protect protect that in the first instance and I think and then the second thing is just yeah what's the one smallest step you can take in the direction of that idea what's the one thing you can do today that would be easy for you to do that would move you towards it and that might be you know if it's a hike you want to do for instance that might just be as simple as looking up the destination on a map it can be really small it might just be telling one other person but our actions our ultimate successes are made up of these tiny actions and so even if you just do one tiny thing that's moving you closer to making it a reality I love that yeah it is it's it's that what what's the smallest step you can do absolutely and and I think you touched on a really important point there as well is that often the person who's who's most likely to stop us from something happening is ourselves and that trying to manage that voice in your head that's sort of expressing total norm totally normal fears and anxieties and things that we all experience i don't know if it's elizabeth gill but somebody said something about allowing fear along for the ride but not letting it take the steering wheel i love that analogy because it's about okay acknowledging that you know there's a reason why it's there but actually if you've got a reason to do it or there's something you really want to do not letting yourself talk yourself out of it is really important thank you so much kim really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us today um if people want to find out more about you or the heroine's journey where, where can they go to find it so our website is heroinesjourney.co and you can find us on instagram as well heroine's journey with an underscore after it and if you want to connect with me i'm on instagram every day as so many of us are um at uh, underscore kim willis and yeah i'd love i'd love to hear from you if any of this has resonated we love to grow the community so it would be fantastic amazing thank you so much kim it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you um and take care speak to you soon bye bye so I really hope you enjoyed that interview with Kim. Um, for me, there were two real standout points that she made. I think the first around actually how we how we get ourselves to taking that first step um, and that that can be a really tiny thing and it might feel insignificant in our way to us, but actually that, that any sort of process or achievement is made up of those, those very tiny, small steps accumulating really. Um, but also that point she made about the, the inner critic and the inner voice, that, that voice that doubts what we're doing, is this okay, and, and questions us and, and, and questions our ideas. And something about acknowledging that voice, allowing it to sit alongside us, but yeah, that it's, it can, we can give it more power than it actually deserves and that actually it's completely normal that, that everybody experiences those voices or the majority of us do anyway when we're trying something new. And that's part of pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone and discovering that we can try new things as well. Um, and who knows where it might lead. So thank you for joining me. Um, and I look forward to seeing you back here again really soon. Bye. Bye.